Hello and welcome to episode 106 of the Gamers Advocate. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Bankers, alongside with Bill Roberts. Good morning. I'm back. He's back. I told you I'd be back in that Terminator film from the 70s, was it from? It 60s? was from the 80s. Was it 50s? Who knows? <laughs> if you go back in time, it could be from anywhere. I wish it was from the 20s and he was wearing a zoot suit. That would have made the movie much more classy. Let's swing, baby. <laughs> I would like it. But yeah, I'm back from my galaxy far, far away, and I'm happy to be back. I will tell you, it's, you know, I love Disney, and I had a great time, but once you have a kid, that's like all I wanted to do. I wanted to go back to him. I was like, I miss Liam. You don't like that with my pets, even. <laughs> I know. But I, I was like him. that, too. Oh, my God, it was horrible. So, I, I, Ori, I kept him at daycare, and we got back on Christmas Day, but I couldn't pick him up till the day after at 6 p.m., so I was, like, sitting at home. Like, I could be having Ori right now, and I can't go get him. I thought about breaking him out. Did he go absolutely bananas when you got him, though? <laughs> he was so cute, yeah. He was freaking out and loved it. And just, oh, so good having him home. Nice. Yeah, it feels nice to be, to be home. So you were gone two weeks. I was, yeah. Yeah, it was like 10 days, but, yeah, no, I missed two shows, I think. Yes, so you did. You guys did a wonderful job. Well. Thank you. <laughs> it's uh, amazing. We recorded something. <laughs> I know. You guys always think you're terrible, but I laugh <laughs> so hard, and it's so wonderful. Every time we hit stop, when it's just me and Jack, we just kind of <laughs> sit there for a minute and we're kind of quiet. And then one of us is usually like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. What did we do? <laughs> There's a lot of go over. Did you get any um, direct messages about selling cocaine? <laughs> no, I, I haven't yet. So I blame all of you listeners out there. I'm very upset. <laughs> I, I have this huge stash and I can't do anything I can't with believe it. you guys didn't do that. I know. Jeez. Son of a biscuit, the, You know, people probably started typing and they're like, <laughs> wait, no. This is- <laughs> that's how you get on a watch list. Exactly. No, thanks. Delete. That is very true. <laughs> Oh my god! But yes, the offer still stands. Yeah, but it is actually it is actually sour patch gets sour. So just understand. Boom. Also, he's a cop. Yeah. Well, one of my friends in college, his roommate, did you know like True Life? They used to on MTV, I think. Yeah. Like he did True Life. I'm a wee bowler, so he was like addicted to wee bowling and like all this kind of stuff, and a professional wee bowler, and it like went really dark, and he actually snorted sour patch gets sour on the video for like his college program. He, like, showed it and everything. And it's like, the teacher, like, wow. kicked him out of the class. I was like, you can't do that. Wow. I was like, wow, that's dedication. Jesus. Uh, do you ever get that feeling, like, before you have something sour, where, like, your mouth starts getting... Like, yeah. I, like, what if you're about to snort sour? It's going to shrivel your balls. That's terrible. It's I can't gonna, even imagine. Your balls oh, are going to oh. shrivel. Uh, why, do, uh, people, why do people do these things? Uh. I don't even understand. It's but, like what, that one jackass where uh, I think it was was a Steve-O that snorted the wasabi. Oh, my God. I, yeah. <laughs> that and the paper cuts. Those haunt my life. <laughs> he paper cut every crease of his body. And I was like, ah, I still cringe to this day. Apparently, uh, there's something coming out with a new one. I think. Oh, my God. Jackass 4 or something. It's been a while. It's going to be them. They're going to be really in a lot of pain when they're older. Yeah, really. Um, and I know this for a fact because I did stupid stuff and i'm in pain every day <laughs> oh you poor guy uh my 20s oof aren't you only 25 though yeah right <laughs> but it's uh it's it's good to be back my friend it's good to be back on the gamers advocate the number one show in the universe that's right that's rated by the universe yeah we don't look it up we've got all the <laughs> just trust us we're very trustworthy data people in our heads but yeah if you want to be a part of the show you can send an email to podcast at thegamersadvocate.com once again that is podcast at thegamersadvocate.com and this is the last show of the decade bill the decade it's insane and you know i wish jack could be here and adrian and everything and no um unfortunately it's just us two because jack's off partying and doing his thing and adrian's off partying and doing his thing but i think next week we're gonna have the whole crew back together yeah. did you hear that then. everybody they didn't because they're not here but they'll hear it next <laughs> yeah week. they will but yeah i think next week we're going to be doing 
our game of the year show as well as our 2020 predictions and kind of thoughts and stuff like that so if you have any predictions or thoughts or what your game of the year is be sure to send it in to be part of the show because it'll be the first show of a new decade which is insane the 20s the roaring 20s are back again it's it's exciting times so you know uh, the joke's been made a million times but they need to have uh barbara walters do the ball drop session i'm barbara walters and this is 2020 <laughs> with that, which that is a lot big. better than when they used to do with freaking dick clark at the end oh my yeah. god oh, they my would god. put him up there there was one year we were watching it my wife and i and i don't you know watch those shows but you know i went flip over right when the ball drops yeah and he literally was like it was heartbreaking oh, I and know. i was but i was like so mad that the people were actually putting him up there because he really was like nine eight seven seven eight six happy new year and i'm just like what yeah i mean i i know they were trying to honor him and stuff but yeah, i agree it was like it was tough to watch have, have him stand there and yeah wave and, right you know get the dude some drinks or whatever he wants make him happy don't right. make him do that when he's in that kind of shape yeah. that was awful i agree i definitely agree there it but. was better than mariah carey singing that year though that's also <laughs> very true oh my god i forgot about that <laughs> yowzes uh, anyway, back to fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, what fun you, stuff. Did you play anything in your two weeks of uh, stuff and things? Florida so Bliss? yeah, so I had, I had. I mean, obviously a lot of switch because I was I've been traveling. I was in Florida for a while. Went to Disney World and went to all the parks. Went back to Galaxy's Edge. I had my return to Batu and the Black Spire Outpost. And I finally I did get to ride the Rise of the Resistance ride, the brand new ride. Yeah. Um, it was very good. I got there at five thirty in the morning. And the park was supposed to open up at 8, but it opened up at like 6.45. But you should have seen the sea of people that were there at 5.30. It was insane how crowded this place was and how many people were waiting for it. But I got on a boarding group, and I was able to ride the ride like probably two hours after the park opened or something like that. And I was waiting in line doing the whole thing. And it was, I mean, it was, it's a very cool ride, but I started it, and then the ride broke, and then I had to get off. And then <laughs> there was like, uh, come back in like an hour. It was funny because there's like this scene where there is a um, you're waiting for like an interrogation. Like you're, you're captured by the first order. You're part of the resistance, all this stuff. And they put you in a like a holding cell, like an interrogation room with you and a bunch of people. So it's very immersive. It's cool because you're like walking through this big hangar of a Star Destroyer. And like the scale is really there. And you're seeing ships fly by outside. And there's first order stormtroopers standing there. And like the sense of scale, I was like wow so you're held guard by stormtroopers yeah and like, like you got guns and like some of them are real some of them are animatronics but they're like doing slow like motion movements and stuff but the problem was the first time i went through you get there and you're like on the shuttle and you get captured but i got out and then when i got out there was like this huge queue of people and i was like there shouldn't be other people here like this this was just me getting captured so that kind of took me out of the moment and i was like why would they do it kind of like this? But then I realized it's because the ride was broken. So then I got kicked out. But then uh, when I came back and then I did it again, then there was like nobody there. So I, it really kind of felt like it. And yeah, you were being, in, and there were all these first order um, people that were actual cast members and they really acted like first order, like the, no smiles, like straight faces. Like if you got out of line, they made sure you get back in and were like really selling it. Except there was this like one older lady who was like really kind of nice. And I was like, oh, she's friendly, but I don't think she would have cut the first order. She would have been thrown out of an uh, airlock very quickly. 
But um, you should have just told all the stormtroopers, "You're not going to hit me if you yeah, try to no. shoot me anyway." So <laughs> I'll just true. go where I want. That is also very true. But You'll miss. But yeah, so the the second time, so we get in this interrogation room, and Kylo Ren and General Hux are coming up, and they're talking like, "We're going to find the location of your secret rebel base and all this stuff, and you're you're not going to escape. We have you now, all this kind of stuff." And then they leave, and then you expect like someone's going to break you out, obviously, like Finn or some of the resistance, but nothing happened for like ten minutes. <laughs> so we were just sitting in like a jail cell for like ten minutes, and I'm like. You know what? It's pretty accurate. <laughs> like, feels like it's it's pretty good. But then finally, the ride came back on. But it was just it was funny because I think that whole process is supposed to take a few seconds. But we were just I was like sitting in an interrogation room for like ten minutes, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty immersive. Yeah, I'm in jail. But I'm yeah. in cut. So the ride. My thoughts are the ride was very cool, but they, there was a lot of use of like CG kind of stuff, and the screen and like the the clarity of the technology was just not quite there for me. I don't think it's gonna bother a lot of people, but I I don't know. I it was it was fun, like it was a cool ride, but it was much more of like just a ride, and there was a lot of cool moments and cool things, and you, there is kind of like a story which is fun, and there's you know BB-8s rolling by, and you get to see all the cast members and stuff. So there are a lot of good moments, but I don't know. I just it felt a little too. Like I saw the seams a lot, I guess, and right. and I think part of that was because it kept breaking, <laughs> so I think my experience was a that, little marred by that, unfortunately. That'll do it. But uh, yeah, but it it was still it was still fun. We had a good time, and I finally got Betsy on the Millennium Falcon ride, so that was really cool to do that. I still I prefer that. I might be in the minor- minority there, but as long as you're a pilot. Dude, you know what you should have done? You should have got up on there and turned around to everybody else on there and just said something that would just drive them all nuts. <laughs> just turn around and be like, live long and prosper. And just <laughs> watch how many people lose their oh minds. God. That would have been pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's still, it was fun to go back and do that. There was some, we went to Mickey's Christmas party show, which was really fun. And there was, it was snowing on Main Street, which I love. Was there a lot and of drugs at Mickey's party lots show? Lots of drugs. Lots yeah, of drugs. Right. A little awkward, but yeah. yeah. I saw some things I can't unsee, but. <laughs> you know are you, you a giant mouse or am i just drinking a lot <laughs> why well, can't both be true mister where's your pants goofy <laughs> where's your pants oh man it's the dark side of of the mouse but yeah after my disney trip i did see rise of skywalker you haven't seen it yet, right no so yeah there are obviously no spoilers here but i enjoyed it but i had a lot of problems with it that's what i hear a lot and yeah i think so I, I, we're, I'm talking about possibly getting a little spoiler cast together. So I don't know if you guys will be able to see it by then. But I know Adrian wants to do one and <laughs> might try to get it. But there's there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to like there. But I don't know. This whole trilogy, I still feel, is the problem of like cooking by committee type thing. Where it just feels like JJ was trying to tell a story. And then Ryan was trying to like do his own story. And then JJ's back in trying to fix what happened and try to tell his story. And it just felt rushed. And there were not as many consequences as I was hoping. And it just, I don't know. There was a lot of good moments. Like I said, there's, there's a lot to enjoy there. I just think kind of what I felt with the prequels where the movies themselves, like they didn't execute very well, but there's good ideas in there. Like, but it just didn't, I don't know. It didn't quite live up to what I was hoping for, but I enjoyed it. It needs to get away from the Skywalker thing. Yeah. Which I think that they were finally like, you know what we need to do this. So they finally ended the Skywalker saga, but it's a, I think we'll definitely see the return, hopefully, of some of these characters because they definitely left some threads open. And you know, the Mandalorian just ended too. Yeah, and I did see both, that. We both saw that, which was cool, and I that looked. that ended pr- that that had a really good ending, I thought, for their first season, and it set up some really exciting stuff for uh, for season two. And once again, we won't go into any spoilers, but I will say, 
If you want to get the full out of where I think this show is probably going, watch the freaking Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels because they're so good and they're already starting to have some callbacks. And one of the showrunners, Dave Filoni, is the one who did Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff. So I think they're going to bring in some stuff that was kind of left hanging from some of those shows. So, And also, Clone Wars is coming back for a seventh season because they really? never got to finish it. So that's coming, I think, in February or March nice. or something. But Yeah, so... But I, I was happy with Mandalorian. There was a couple episodes where I was like, eh, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, some of the ones in the middle felt, like, very formulaic and, like, felt a little, yeah. Kind of like what The Walking Dead would do. Yeah. Like throw in just some nonsense. Right. Thing. Like, that was fun, but it was like, yeah, I've seen this before. It was like, didn't feel as fresh. But I thought the last two episodes were yeah. really good. I did, too. Especially especially the last one. That was yeah. a good ending note. And uh, that's all I'll say. I don't yeah. want to ruin anything. But, yeah, watch, um, watch Star Wars. A lot of good stuff. Watched... Um, Gosh, since I've seen you, I've watched the joke. I watched Joker. Oh yeah, I know you guys were talking about that yesterday yeah. or last week. Watched the Lighthouse last weekend. Oh, was that good? Oh, you were talking about that last week a little too. Yeah, it's some. Um, I liked Lots it. Lots of farting. I can see. Yeah, I can <laughs> see why a lot of people won't like it. Yeah. And anybody that says I hate it, I'm like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't defend it as much as I did uh, like Hereditary and Midsummer, but mm-hmm. but I I thought it was great. The acting in it, you is phenomenal though yeah. Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson oh yeah Jesus yeah I'm sure it's I'm sure that's both watch. great I no idea how good Robert Pattinson's gonna be a great Batman oh, by the yeah. way I know I, people give him crap because Twilight <laughs> obviously but he is a very good actor no this is the second thing I've seen him in that I'm like nah he's, he's got loved. range yeah for sure definitely but um have you watched The Witcher I, I think you guys mentioned you watched a little bit of it or um it's up next because oh no i'm gonna sneeze Uh-oh. um i'm still trying to get over this shit half my voice is gone still, oh but, no um so good news everybody yeah um but i started watching on apple tv plus i got apple tv oh nice the 4k one and um been watching servant oh yeah M. night Shyamalan is, that, is that good i'm intrigued very by good there's seems a very creepy huge <laughs> twist early yeah so it's that, basically like this family's like daughter dies but then they keep a doll because they're like can't get over the fact that they died or something like that yeah it's kind of supposed to be like therapy but she the mom's like hiring a nanny to take care of the doll doll. yeah and she seems just as okay with this for odd reasons (laughs) but i will say this anyone that thinks okay well that's a cool one-off show that is just the initial premise yeah much more going on and it's so well done nice. I, i've really been impressed by this yeah. in fact we watched six episodes like right right in a row mm-hmm. and then had to wait a couple of days for episode seven so now it's like once a week so oh, we gotta yeah. wait the last three right there's three two three more to go for this i don't know if it'll be more in one season or not but yeah really good interesting yeah i'm, I'm intrigued by that show because we got apple tv plus free for a year yeah for buying it <laughs> it's one i wanted to see so. yeah nice Happy it's to hear. Cool. But yeah, as far as The Witcher, so I I got a project to watch to do every monster that appeared in The Witcher series for IGN. So I got the assignment while I was in Disney World, and I was like, yeah, I'll take it and stuff. But I didn't realize that I had to watch every episode in like a few days because I thought they would like have a list of them. So I, I had to watch like all eight episodes in like a day and a half. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's but it was it was fun. Like I enjoyed doing it. But yeah, after after a while, I was like, oh, my God, I can't. It's like I can't watch this. I kept falling asleep and doing all the stuff. But I enjoyed it. Like I thought Geralt or I thought uh, Henry Cavill did a very good job as Geralt. And I, the one thing I was, like, even a little worried about was, like, because Geralt has such a distinct voice and stuff, but I thought he even did that pretty well. And there was a lot of cool moments and cool, like, 
timeline jumps where you weren't sure like what part what it was happening and I don't know. There, there was good stuff. I mean, there are some cheesy like B movie plots and like things where it's it could be a little better, but there's a lot to enjoy in there, especially if you're like a fan of The Witcher and have, have like played the games or read any of the books. I, I I enjoyed it. I I know some people said it was terrible and some stuff, but I I, I found some good stuff in there. Do you do you remember <laughs> when there was all these uh, things going on saying, oh, the battle sequences are going to put Game of Thrones to yeah. shame? Well, I would say. Pretty close. I mean, there were some. I mean, it was. It's interesting because you know, Game of Thrones a lot of times like said, "Oh, here's a battle, let's go," and then they cut to the end of the battle. So there are a lot of times where like you didn't even see the battle. And like, yeah, there are some good moments, but there are some really awesome sword fights in this in the show. That's very visceral and like very gory and like it, it's it. I, I would say it, it mostly lives up to that. I mean, there's there's some scenes that I think you know I think of like the mountain verse. What's his face? Oh, the Viper. Yeah, Viper. Yeah, like or the that Mandalorian. Was, yeah, <laughs> the Mandalorian. Exactly. And like, there are obviously certain scenes that really hold up to it, but they they really did a good job with fight choreography and just making it feel like every hit really counted and mattered and stuff. And yeah, it was it was cool. I liked it. Nice. It was it was an enjoyable experience. But yeah, if you uh, want to check out every monster, check out my work on IGN.com. Yay. But up up but up up. But yeah, it's uh, uh, I'm yeah I'm looking forward to watching. The wife doesn't want to watch <laughs> it. With she's like, eh, I'm I'm done. Yeah. With that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd, it. yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it, I think it definitely comes down to personal preference for some people. There's, there's some things to not like about it, but I, I've, I've read a lot of the Witcher books and played a lot of the games. So I, I'm definitely invested in the world. So it was kind of cool seeing it come to fruition and stuff. So yeah, it was, it was fun. Cool. I'll, I'll it give it a, a shot for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't binged a show like that in a very long time. And I was like, oh my God, this is a lot. See, we did that with Servant, but they're only like half hour long. Oh, that's show, yeah. The Witchers so. were like sixty minutes each. I was like, my God, come Jeez. on, people! <laughs> it was pretty funny. I, I do think that the the thirty minute format really makes it um, easy to easier to oh, binge because yeah. it's like that's only you know a little bit. I can do one more. Yeah, right. Exactly. More. It's only half exactly. Hour. And you know, like this doesn't obviously apply to every show, but sometimes it cuts out a lot of the bullshit and like you know things that like makes mm-hmm. you tell a more concise story. So. Yeah, there's definitely merit to it, but For I don't sure. know. It was good, but yeah, that's uh that was our TV talk and movie talk. But we could get back to games. We I played, yeah. I I've you know I played the new Shovel Knight King King of Cards, yeah. which is fun. I'm enjoying it so far. That I still can't believe how much free stuff that they have given for that game and how many free expansions and they're finally done with it, which is interesting because it'll be cool to see what they uh what they do next. But it's just such an amazing story of like a Kickstarter that went so well and they literally fulfilled all their promises, even though it took what, five years or something, but it's, it's, it's pretty amazing what they did. I still think specter of torments, my favorite one, but it's a, uh, what a story that game is. Um, I, I did jump back into the Witcher <laughs> on switch, Nuh-uh. the switcher <laughs> and just have having so much fun. And the, the switch is such the perfect place to play that game. I mean, obviously you're not getting the incredible graphics, which is a huge part, but if you've like played a lot of it before, I mean, you kind of know what to expect, but that game is so massive that it really lends itself to like jumping in for like a few side missions and then just turning it off and then coming back and continuing right where you left off by turning the switch back on and just knocking out missions here and there. Like it's such a fun way to play. Like I just, it's such a good way to kind of manage these massive games instead of having to like, you know, commit and sit down and do all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And, uh, yeah, played some more Pokemans play a little, I, I jump back into resident evil two. I've been doing a little like game of year research, a little more resident evil two, a little death stranding, a little more control. Really? Yeah. Just kind of just jumping back into it and 
trying to make see where all my uh my choices lie did i did i talk about finishing fallen order i can't remember no yeah yeah i, I can't remember if we, if i've been on the show since then so no it's been like <laughs> a year it has been a very long time but yeah i think i finished it right before i left because i just in case there was something referenced in rise of skywalker or whatever but yeah i did beat uh fallen order yeah and and i would say i would rate it an eight out of ten if i had to get some stuff i think it's definitely the the game that sets up like it's i think it's an uncharted uncharted 2 type of game where there's a lot of good ideas and a lot of good things but i still believe it is like one of the most like video game ass video games i've ever played <laughs> like it's just <laughs> I there's, totally get yeah there's like too. there's so many moments where it just feels like you're through this in because it's a video game like you know the certain set pieces or sliding down things or like certain battles it just was like yeah, this definitely just feels like you were trying to make this into just a video game ass video game is kind of the perfect way to put it. And, you know, the, the story was good. There was a lot of good moments and I liked the characters. Some of the stuff got like a little cheesy and there were certain things. I thought the ending was amazing. I like the ending was really, really cool. And I definitely recommend people playing it. And I think it sets up some things. But I will say my original fear of this game came yes, to fruition. Which is... Cameron Monaghan is Cal Kestis. <laughs> and it totally threw you out the <laughs> because entire time. Because I, I think he did a fine job. Like it's not, uh, I'm not saying it, taking anything away from Cameron Monaghan, but that's all I saw the whole game. Like I just saw this Cameron <laughs> Monaghan, this guy from Shameless who was doing some really <laughs> weird stuff in Shameless. And I kept seeing these scenes play out and like, I don't know. It's just be it, like throwing Ron Jeremy as a Jedi master. You just, just be like, dude, like, come, come on, on man. that's not a lightsaber. Yeah. Put it away. <laughs> it's literally like that. I mean, it's just like it really took me out of it. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's it was really was a bad thing. I mean, I, I understand they were trying to get some star power behind it and do it. It just really took me out of it. And I really hope that for whatever the next sequel is. I mean, they do kind of set up some stuff for a sequel, but I don't know. I hope they kind of take maybe another story or follow another band of of Jedi or different things or do some stuff because it just i don't know there was some things that just kind of bothered me but was what was really cool there was you can build they included the parts most of the parts from the galaxy's edge lightsabers so i built like kind of a replica of what my lightsaber looked like that i created from galaxy's edge which was really cool it's like oh my god that's amazing nice and and that, that but that was also kind of another problem where <clears throat> the only things like you unlock are lightsaber parts for your hilt or ponchos and like that was really it so you do all these like crazy because my favorite part of the game is exploring and finding every little nook and cranny and secret and stuff but like your reward was like a poncho that was like pink and yellow and i'm like i don't care about this like i miss the days of like man i think assassin's creed 2 did it well at one of the assassin's creed or maybe it was brotherhood i can't remember which one but you know the games where you like there's this super legendary epic armor that you have to unlock throughout the game and you have to find secret stuff or like in final fantasy getting the ultimate weapons or there, there, there was none of that that i think would have really kind of lent to the exploration making me want to 100 this game which i really don't Dude, have that much desire to go back to even fable had a great system for that if you oh, wanted yeah. to find the best armor and like the, you, you didn't get it on one shot you'd get this piece and then yeah this exactly piece like and there's something fun about that in fact in fable 2 there's a mission where you end up getting like a full set of knight's armor if yeah. you go through this whole section and get all the find all oh, the yeah. pieces right and it's maddening if you don't because it's just a little bit off yeah when you get it it's good not that it's super hard to get but right right um, when you do it's pretty cool yeah and they, they had that cool thing in destiny where like they it was i think oh man i forget what the, the what the actual event was but they give you like this power down armor that you have to like do missions to like power up and like build them up there's just something really cool about 
seeing you get more powerful. And while they did that with the force powers and certain things, I was kind of just wishing for a bit more. So like I said, great game, really awesome, really cool moments, good story. But it definitely was the game that I think will set up a sequel that could really be freaking amazing so nice i'm excited but yeah i was hoping it would be my game of the year and loved it so much but i don't think it's quite to that level well your um uncharted comparison might be really good because uncharted original was great it was a new thing yeah and then uncharted 2 really smoothed everything out for sure um so because there were still a lot of technical issues and there was some weird like you know the hair was kind of weird and the movements were i had a few times where i like fell through the the environment (laughs) kind of got stuck and had to restart the game and there were just like i said little things but i love the dark style influences dark souls influences and like the combat was really fun it, the lightsabers it still kind of felt it didn't give me quite the lightsaber you know fantasy i was dreaming of it's kind of like going back and playing the older assassin's creed games yeah now. exactly it, yeah it, it is it, it feels just works but it's kind of clunky right it's a little clunky it, it some of the timing of pairing isn't quite as precise it feels a little more just like sword fighting in some of it so yeah do you think any of that is a result of trying to make sure you're out before the movie and you know yeah i think think there's any of that definitely because like i said there were a lot of technical issues what do you think like six months more polish would have done i mean i think that i think definitely getting some of these technical hiccups done and i think hopefully maybe making the combat a little more precise but i think there were just some inherent problems with the game that i don't think more time would have really fixed because it's just kind of what they were what they were working with and what they made which like i said it's very fun but it wasn't like for me the next level thing i was kind of hoping for which i think they built this foundation and i think like i said the next game they could really kind of take some of that and make it into something special what we just need knights of the old republic a new one seriously shoot just remaster the original (laughs) i know i'm surprised they haven't done that but Um, ea for whatever reason will not give us knights of republic or mass effect and i will never understand this well Anything else you've been playing? Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've been playing. Nothing too much. More Grindstone on the iPhone, which yeah. I can never highly recommend enough. That game is so good. Probably one of my games of the year, if I had to be honest with you. Really? It's just so, it's just such a good time waster. Jump in for a level or two, and it just it it gives enough variation on like the match three style game, and it's just good puzzles, and I I love it. So good. Nice. Worth Apple Arcade. Worth the price alone for sure. But uh, yeah, besides that, yeah, like I said, catching up on a few game of the year stuff, playing a little, yeah, Switch things, more Pokemon, more things here. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. How about you? Take a big breath here. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> gotta get comfy. I bought Civ Six in the expansions for the Xbox. Oh yeah, I think I, you mentioned that a little last week or something. Are you still enjoying it? Yeah, it's um, there was a couple things that were maddening at first with the controls. Yeah. Once I figured it out, um, because the D-pad is used a little more than you would think. Oh, okay. Which it turns out to be a good thing. It's yeah. a good decision. Mm-hmm. But it took me some getting used to. But I have one major problem, and I might need your help. I might need the listener's help. <laughs> so one, the main reason I got it Xbox over PS4 is because I have two Xboxes. One in the bedroom, one downstairs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the perfect game to play for a little while, you know, like, I'm going to go up and chill for a while, pop it on up there. Sometimes I'll do that, go play upstairs and uh, have football on the iPad and stuff. And it's a perfect game for that, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. But I got a big problem. My upstairs Xbox will not recognize the expansions or the DLC that I paid for. But it says not purchased. 
So I can't continue a game. I can't save it downstairs and continue it upstairs because they don't match. So I go to purchase it again. I'm like, okay, so I'll just go there and download yeah. it. And it says that I already it's already installed. I go back to, this, to the DLC screen, like, you know, to enable everything, yeah. and it's not purchased. Weird. I have uninstalled it. I've uninstalled the entire game. I've done it repeatedly, and I got nothing. It does not recognize it on huh. my secondary Xbox. Weird. Yeah, because I was going to say, obviously, uninstall, reinstall. I go to manage add-ons on, like, the, yep. the game screen and stuff. And In fact, when, it'll say, when huh. I go to manage add-ons, it'll give me the option to download it, and when I hit it, it instantly is done, yeah. and then it does the same thing again. Hmm. So something's not working right and it's driving me bananas have you considered buying a new xbox i'm going to but i'm going to wait about a year <laughs> that's really weird yeah I, i'm not sure yeah if anyone so, has any ideas write in the podcast yes. at gamersadvocate.com or tweet at brokenxbox.com <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey i can take a hot shower again as yeah of yesterday. that's exciting oh that whole ordeal now again to you know the people that have been listening the last few weeks i've had lukewarm showers but now, yesterday, I sat in that thing forever. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> make it hotter, burn the skin, uh, <laughs> burn it. So, You've uh, earned it. You've earned yeah. it. But I've been playing a little bit of uh, football. And I was telling Jack last week, you know, I was wondering why I was kicking the shit out of everybody oh, yeah. so bad. And I realized it was on All-America. Uh-huh. So I bumped it up to Heisman, took a job with Virginia as a head coach. Oh. And I've actually got some challenges. Nice. How's Ohio State going to do tonight? Oh, man. I'm, I'm excited and nervous. Yeah. Yes. I even was like, I went to UDF today because uh, of time limitations. I had to stop there anyway and didn't go to Starbucks. And I'm like, well, I hope that doesn't blow the game. <laughs> you know? Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, they've won. When I wore this shirt, they always win. So oh, there you go. But usually I go to Starbucks on Saturday. So uh, better go uh, after this. Didn't, didn't do it. UDF is starting to look a little like Panera, that little coffee cup. I know listeners can't see it, but just trust in the They're force. trying. They're trying. Like it, but yeah, it's, uh, I know, it'll, it'll be scary. But uh, hopefully the Buckeyes win. I, th- I think. good things. I mean, there, let's put it this way: If they don't, there's no shame in losing Clemson. No, I mean they're undefeated national champs. Hopefully, we at least score this time. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's. I think I'm more afraid of just falling apart than I am losing a game. Yeah, because if if our quarterback, if that knee's not right and he has to come out, we're in trouble. Yeah, definitely big trouble. Definitely, we don't have depth at quarterback this year. Yeah, this is true. But then again, we may go out there and do what we do. So any given Sunday, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Plus, I already took a vacation day the day after the title game, so I really <laughs> nice. hope they're in it. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> and because uh, I did that, my boss, who's a Purdue fan, was like, "You, you really want to jinx this?" And I'm like, "No, no, no," because I don't. Even if it, if they're not in it, I still want to stay up late. And you watch need a that grieving game. process. Yeah. So plus, I'm gonna watch whoever's in it. Yeah, you know? exactly. I hate that they start those. Won't be the Cowboys. Or the Browns. <laughs> oh, darn it. <laughs> Dude, my Cowboys are good. I'm like, by the end of that game, I was like, good, good. You don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah. You don't deserve it. Lose next week. Get a better draft pick because oh you're going to, new coach is going to have to pick somebody. Jackass. How do you run for almost 300 yards against the Rams and then you only run 13 times with Zeke? In a close game. Yeah. They didn't even try to run over them. A lot of things make no sense in this you world, gotta my friend. you got to wear down the defensive line. You're going to get your big runs in the second half, and they just gave up on it. Yeah. It's... Oh, it's just, oh, it's just, <laughs> yeah, there's sorry. always next year, my friend. But anyway, I played some of that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> played some college football, so we got an actual... Uh, my next game in that is actually my first real big game in it, so it's nice. like, cool. And it should be a challenge. Farted around a little bit with Madden, actually. Um, Any better? Day. Did the face of the franchise thing for a couple of games. It was just it's still not as good as NCAA. Yeah, 
Um, might be my game of the decade. Ooh. Might not. <laughs> but uh, the wife and I were farting around with Layers of Fear 2, the second one. Nice. Um, that's pretty fun. And uh, what the hell else did we play? It's a nice Some list. Jackbox party games, you know, with some family and stuff. Always classic. And uh, The Office Guess Who. Oh, the nice. board game. <laughs> I know. We got to play that. Yeah, we do, because I'll smoke you. I'll <laughs> Just, smoke you. But I beat you in Office Trivia. So you did never. Let the record show. Never did that happen. <laughs> Both times. Twenty twenty, we'll bring back office trivia. Yeah. We need a rematch. We do need a rematch. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, this is uh, that's that's awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed all your playing times, and it's good to be back talking to you again and all yeah, that good man, stuff. Yeah, man, we missed you. Now I miss Jack too. I know it'll I be nice to have everybody back. I know, but this this week we th- there's really no news going on. I mean, it's the year week before week in between Christmas and New Year's and. Obviously, we hope everyone had an incredible holiday, if you celebrate or not, and had some awesome times, and um, just enjoying your family time, and hopefully some time off to catch up on all these freaking games before the onslaught that is 2020 comes at you, because we're in trouble, Bill. <laughs> You're in a lot of trouble. But uh, there, there's just a couple news stories before we get to um, the main meat of the show, which is we're going to be looking back Steak. at a lot of the games of the decade, in a sense. And we're going to kind of go year by year and do some fun stuff and just take a little stroll down memory lane. And uh, it it should be a nice little look to see what years were good, what games came out this past decade, because it's just it's crazy that we're leaving the 2010s behind. But there's really only, like I said, a couple new stuff. Mandalorian's coming back in fall 2020, which is exciting. And yeah, they they, uh, John Favreau, the showrunner posted an image of a Gamorrean guard which is you know the guards with Jabba the Hutt and his palace and stuff and he didn't yeah it'll be interesting to see where they go in this next season but I'm very excited I hope we don't get toddler Yoda I hope he stays little <laughs> I know he's a little, a little baby. longer yeah I mean he's 50 and he looks like that right. so I'm assuming he's not growing that fast <clears throat> so we'll see but yeah um, there was a really cool Easter egg so this is slight spoilers for Rise of Skywalker but not really the movie but kind of stuff surrounding the movie because it was actually found in the visual dictionary that came out alongside it so if you don't want any spoilers you can skip ahead but there's there's a little Easter egg because everybody knows Emperor Palpatine's back right yeah so and obviously you would assume if he's back he might have some soldiers fighting with him so not, not not too out of the realm of possibility. What is cool, though, is he's named these group of soldiers, like these legions of 5,000 soldiers, after ancient Sith Lords. And one of the Sith Lords is Revan, the third legion, which is Knights of the Old Republic, Darth Revan, who is now officially canon in Star Wars, nice. which is like a nice Welcome little touch. To the club, dude. So obviously they didn't you know give any detail about what his story is because... Obviously, Knights of the Republic is not canon after, you know, D- Disney came in and bought everything and made everything not canon. But it's cool to see them kind of bringing back some of that stuff. And hopefully we'll get to hear the story of Darth Revan again or see how it kind of impacts the canon of it. But I, I just saw that pop up and I was like, that is really cool. I know how they could do it. Knights of the Old Republic remastered for there the new go. systems. And the Switch. And the Switch. And the Switch. But I do want to also shout out myself one more time but i did a uh, i did a feature on ign about all the like most important facts from that visual dictionary yeah so if you have seen the movie I'd, after you see the movie go to ign and check out the the things because there's a lot of cool things that fill in a few plot holes a little bit they give more detail in some of the characters there's a lot of good stuff in this visual dictionary and i broke down some of the most important ones so definitely take a look at that i will but i haven't seen the movie and then speaking of luke skywalker there's there was a tweet they're like trying to get Mark Hamill to play a role in The Witcher. So I don't know if you know who Vesemir is, but oh, he's yeah. kind of like the Witcher who brought Geralt into the fold and did all that stuff. And he 
and Mark Hamill may play him. And there was like a tweet exchange, which IGN got involved in, which was kind of funny with the showrunner. And Mark Hamill's like, I have no idea who this person is, but I'd be up for it. <laughs> so I would love to see that. Oh, but he knows who he is now. That's after, true. After tweeting that. Yeah, really. I'm sure. Have you got... seen? He's in some other show, like some night show. Have you heard of that? Have you know what I'm talking about? Is it on Netflix? uh, Maybe. I forget what it's called, but it's like some show that he's in that I forgot what the name of it is. But it's like kind of feel has a little bit of the Witcher feel. Nice. Yeah. We'll see. He's ready. Exactly. And then this last story is one that I just I love these kind of stories. Um, There's a man named Riley Howell, who unfortunately is no longer with us, who was a 21 year old student at the University of North Carolina who tackled the gunman who, you know, went in and, you know, shot up all these just just another horrible shooting in our country that just never seems to change we hear about these all the freaking time but what's awesome about this particular story is he was a huge star wars fan and lucasfilm immortalized him in star wars canon so once again in the visual dictionary he's cited as a jedi master who assembled the sacred text that ray finds or that ray takes with her from you know her meeting with luke and all this stuff as riley r-i-l-e-e to make it a little more star warsy <laughs> so he's kind of immortalized in star wars canon forever so they just wanted to honor him for what he did and all this kind of stuff and i just i love stories like that because obviously you can never make up for what happened but no. it's just nice to see little things like that knowing that he'll be a part of something that will you know outlast all that kind of stuff so it's a nice story it is nice and that's it's sad that it had to happen but. i know yes freaking world man <laughs> maybe 2020 will be better i don't know it's not looking too great <laughs> but i'm gonna be optimistic half glass full right yeah for oh, real. Man. 2020 don't let us down please do not <laughs> but yeah this is uh about the time of the show where we're gonna jump into looking at each year and we're gonna kind of see what games came out what we liked all this stuff and we got some listener letters from what they loved and this this is kind of inspired a little bit by theodore um he asked us to do a certain thing and we're going to do a little variation on it but theodore writes in and says so because you guys run a podcast which is acknowledged for its magnificent thinkers in all caps i'd like to continue (laughs) he sent this to the wrong one i know it does (laughs) i'd like to continue on one of jose's questions from last week however even though I know you're fantastic thinkers, maybe you should schedule this question to when you have the answers to answers unlocked, which gave us little time now. Adam has this probably planned, which I did. So thank you, Theodore. So he asked us to do the top five games of each brand, like Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. So we're going to do a little variation on that and go through each year and look at all of the games of the year. So I took this from IGN. No, no I don't know why. Why IGN? <laughs> I don't know why I picked why IGN. Why would you go there? <laughs> I, I have no idea why it would be like that, but... I went to IGN and looked at all the Game of the Year nominees and took them, and we're gonna just going to go year by year and just talk about each one, what we thought about the year, what our favorite game is from that year, and just kind of go through a little trip down memory lane. And then, you know, next week when the whole crew's back, we'll, you know, Adrian did write in with some of his thoughts, but we'll get Jack's thoughts next week and just continue this this conversation because it's, it's a big one because it's, it's, it there's is. a lot to look back on. And I'm sure there's games we're forgetting and oh. <laughs> we won't remember, but... I feel like this will be a fun little but, start and run through it. And for today, we're just going by what's on this list. Correct. Yeah. Right, so for yeah. today. Correct. So, so anything, anything. And if there's a game like, you know, NC, if you want to throw an NCAA football, if oh, there's I something will. that like, you know, came I out will. that year. But yeah, we're going to go based uh, on IGN's. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I believe it. But I'll save it for the next time. But I appreciate it. So yeah, so we're going to, so this is IGN's game of the years plus nominees. So for 2010, the nominees are Halo Reach, Heavy Rain. Mass Effect 2, Red Dead Redemption, and Super Mario Galaxy. It's a pretty good year. 
That is pretty, pretty good. And I have no question on what my game is because Gee, is it definitely <laughs> halo reach definitely halo no. reach the greatest game of all time it is mass effects 2 mass, mass effects <laughs> i love mass effect <laughs> but yeah mass effect 2 is not only my game of the year for 2010 it is probably my second game of my of ever of all time mass effect obviously if you've listened to the show you know how much mass effect means to me and i think mass effect 2 is the pinnacle of that series because once again it it took what was so amazing about the first mass effect and it realized that the promise of choice and decision and consequences while also introducing you to the characters and focusing on the characters and letting you go on side missions and ending with the freaking suicide mission which you it's it, it really was relying on you i mean it really was knowing the characters it was knowing Putting in the time before you go on the final mission to make sure the Normandy and your ship was ready to go, that you had the fleet with you, that all your characters, you did their side missions, you knew what their strengths and weaknesses were because while you were trying to like you know infiltrate this base, you had to send people on certain missions and you had to send people like through a tunnel that may have some EMP things or some poison or things that are happening. Or you had to send people on a way to fight enemies and you had to make sure you were having the right protection. And so you wanted to send someone who had a very defensive focus mindset and you had to make that choice of who you wanted to send. And the choices were based on your knowledge of what these characters were. And I somehow made it through without anybody dying. And it was one of the most gratifying things ever because you hear a lot about people who didn't make it or something didn't happen. But I just, poured my heart into that game and spent so much time and knew everything that happened and it felt so gratifying to get that stuff done and i cannot say enough good things about mass effect 2 it just so you liked it i, I loved it you saying you liked it? <laughs> it just i've never had a gaming experience like that since then and it just lived up to everything i wanted and i when it ended i was just so sad because it just that is a special special freaking game <sighs> I didn't play it. <laughs> I know. I, I know we've been trying to get you to play it for the last 10 years. Um, get a remaster. My, my first one that jumps out on me in this list actually was Heavy Rain. That's Because a at its time, oh, yeah. especially, it wasn't really being done like no. that. No. Not at that level. Jay said. And the choices. Now, the story got a little convoluted, and at the end, oh, yeah. it was kind of like, eh, <laughs> was that really the best choice? But... Um, if I had to go the best game that I actually spent the most time with, I'd have to say Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. That was a um, that game was amazing. I know we both had some issues with Red Dead Redemption too. Yes, the horse balls, but yeah, Red Dead the, Redemption is so good. The horse balls were the redemption. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but every game on that list for that year is a solid. Oh, Anyone man. says Super Mario Galaxy? Oh, that's one like, of the best Mario games ever. Halo Reach, absolutely, I get it. Back on PC now. But yeah, I'd say Red Dead, and I'd obviously you'd say Mass Effect. Oh yeah, and yeah, I have a no feeling question. that if I play Mass Effect, I would probably agree. So um, yeah, just, I need to power through the first one. Is my problem? I think I'd be great. After oh yeah, that. For, I mean you have to. Like I, I would never recommend someone jumping into Mass Effect two. I mean you can. But it just that's the magic of the game is it is your story carrying through three different titles and right. doing all that stuff. And it's oh, man, God, I wish I could relive that. Oh, man, it's so freaking good. Would you if you could erase your memory and go back and just ahead of time, knowing you can erace it and start over? Would oh, you do my it? God, yeah. We actually have a question on that later, which oh, okay. we'll get to when we get there. But yeah, good if, job, Bill. But yeah, <laughs> well done, psychic man. But yeah, that's uh, no, without a doubt, because that is the one game where like so much of it is literally. Yeah figuring out what's going to happen next and learning the characters and their secrets and the ins and outs of everything. So if I could forget that. I, I did not read that ahead of time, by <laughs> That's the way. Impressive. I'm just looking at Frank's question. I, I did not read that ahead of time. <laughs> uh, 
Wow. Right, I know that okay. is amazing. All right. So. Yeah, and we could we, we could just jump to that question right now. Might yeah. as well because it's a you know it's not like spoilers for what games are coming out the rest of the years. So you want to read it since you sure. just are psychic kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Frank from Missouri writes, "Hello, Avo New Year's. I like that a lot." <laughs> I hope the end of the decade treats you all fine gentlemen well. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for providing us this great show each and every week. It really means so much to me, as I'm sure it does for many around the world. I look forward to seeing what the team does in 2020 and beyond. Frank, well, we love thanks. you. We love you too, Frank. <laughs> thanks for going down this road with us every week. I know. It means a lot, man. Every time I see Missouri, I get super happy. Yeah. Now my question which, again, I did not read this ahead of time. I know people are going to be like, okay. If you could erase one game from your memory from the Sounds past familiar. 10 years, what would it be? You could play it all over. Mine would be Mass Effect 2. <laughs> so I bet mad. Adam will hate me for this. As I, I hate you. His, his blame Frank, or hashtag blame Frank, sorry. It is still one of my favorite games and what I wouldn't give to play it fresh just one more time. Happy holidays and happy new year, my friends. Well, thank you, Frank. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Frank. Um, I love you slash hate you. God. If I could erase one and do it over, it might be Resident Evil 4. Did that come out? And That didn't come out? Didn't that come out in the early 2000s? I replayed it in the early <laughs> 2000s. Fine. I would go with, um, when did Bioshock come out? I think 2008 or something. Some bitch. <laughs> no. Um, Bioshock Infinite? That, no. that works. Oh, 2007 was the original no, Bioshock. No, if I could if I could start over with one, it would be Inside. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's a good choice. It's... um. Man, what a game that is, I swear. It, n- not that re- it's got, I've replayed it. I've probably played that game five times all the way through. Yeah. And it's still great. I've got it on the Switch. I've played it through on the Switch. Um, but that ending is still. I, I'll still never get over how perfectly they time everything in that game that makes you feel like yeah. you're getting away at the last moment, but it's just perfect game design it's it's mind-blowing if you do everything perfectly in certain segments you will just get by by the skin of your teeth and it's perfect so it's not overly hard too right it just feels like it's it's not cheap it's i mean you got to know you got to be on your game but you don't get the cheap crappy deaths yeah if you mess up you messed up it's not glitchy it's there's no freaking glitches in that game it's smooth as silk beginning to end uh, I wish I could play that one over. That, yeah. That'd be my choice. It's a great choice. You? Well, well obviously Mass Effect 2, but my choice, since Frank stole it, is Breath of the Wild. Hands down. Because that game is literally all about exploration. It's about going over that next hill and seeing what new magic you're going to find. Or you're going to be walking on a mountain at nighttime while it's snowing. And then you look to your right because you hear something and a dragon fly is like flying by. And the music comes and changes. Or you go over a, a hill and you see this lost forest and these lost woods. And then you f- go in and you find the Master Sword. Or you go th- through this little village and you find a town that's just rebuilding. And you're stuck on this island and you lose all of your equipment. And you're just looking at the beach. Standing on the beach looking at a sunset. The sun rising while it's just... It, it, it's that game is pure magic and every moment of new exploration what i loved about it and we talked about this a lot you know when the game came out is it wasn't a game where you had waypoints where like you're literally just following a waypoint like you would just plot a point and there'd be a line and you go find it i was plotting my own journey like i put the waypoints i found i was like i'm gonna go explore this section right now i'm gonna mark oh this is a shrine i can't do this now so it was literally me making this whole journey and exploring this world and when, when I would talk about the game, I would know the locations. I would know where they were in relation, northwest of this, southwest of this. And I, I knew that world so well. And it's it's incredible. And that's the type of game where as amazing as it is, 
I feel like we're playing it like it won't have like I'm sure it's still an amazing it would still be an amazing experience especially knowing it and stuff but you can't recapture that joy and wonder of exploring and finding something for the first time like you just right. can't and it's just and also playing it on the freaking switch and playing big moments on the big screen and then being able to explore like handheld in bed I was pure magic man <laughs> pure freaking magic solid choice so yeah thank you frank and thank you bill for being psychic yeah for real so yeah so now we are at 2011 the nominees are oh by the way mass effect 2 was ign's game of the year for 2010 just so fyi Show off. <laughs> 2011 the nominees are portal 2 the elder scrolls 5 skyrim the legend of zelda skyward sword rayman origins uncharted 3 drake's deception all good choices I would go with Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim is a great choice. Skyward Sword, <laughs> believe it or not, the only Zelda game I've never completed. Really? I could not get past the Wii controls. The motion controls oh, yeah, yeah, killed yeah. it for me. There's a lot of good in there, and there's I think there's supposed to be great dungeons and good stories, and it kills me that I can't beat this, but I just I could not get past the motion controls. It just was Remake. Only, it was I I pray that they release that game with no it's I know the game's kind of built around it, so it might be tough. But it just I don't know, man. It's it was almost there, but it was enough to annoy me, and I just couldn't get through it, and it kills me that because I've I've heard so many good things about it, but couldn't do it, man. But yeah, Portal Two is incredible. I you know Rayman Origins took me by surprise, and I like almost want to call that my game of the year for that year because it was such a good platforming game that Yo, had so much great. heart and design and everything. I mean, it was amazing. But yeah, I I think I think I might have to agree with you on Skyrim. I just think that world that they built is just so much fun to explore and so incredible and i man that game is now you can play it on everything I, exactly i mean what game can you play on your freaking alexa <laughs> just so funny i love it so good but yeah that's a it was you know it's a good year but it's i mean it's obviously skyrim but definitely a smaller year uncharted 3 was great yeah there's there's a lot of good choices in there what about 2012 why don't you read our nominees billy the nominees for game of the year 2012 are journey borderlands 2 Hotline Miami, Guild Wars 2, FTL. Is that faster than light? <laughs> yep. All right. I was going to say something else. <laughs> Dishonored, The Unfinished Swan, Mass Effect 3, and The Walking Dead. And one more. And one more. Halo 4. Who <laughs> <laughs> threw that in there? Hey. Halo yeah. 4. Also, Portal 2 was 2011's IGN Game of the Year. Just FYI. But yeah, that's a. So this, I remember this. We actually, I think we were recording at this time. And we talked about this because I would never have guessed that anything would beat Mass Effect 3 for my game of the year. And I loved, I loved Mass Effect. I mean, Mass Effect, I loved Mass Effect 3. There were a lot of, there were, you know, there were some issues, especially I had with the ending until I was introduced to the indoctrination theory, which people have heard me rant on about, which I still believe is canon, even though I've heard some people say it's not, but I don't care because it's the best ending ever and I love it so much. <laughs> but uh, there's so many good moments of Mass Effect 3, especially, you know, with the last moment with Garrus and certain things with, with uh, Thane and, you know, all these other things for Miranda, all these. There were so many incredible moments, but there were some issues that I did have with the game, like I said, especially some things at the ending and certain things that happened. But... I was knocked on my freaking ass by The Walking Dead, and I think we all were. It came out of nowhere. I mean, Telltale, like it was, they they were a good company. They made you know fun games that had certain issues and stuff like that. But the story of Lee and Clementine, I mean, and I know I'm speaking for you too, but I mean that. Do you remember when the new episode would come out? We'd hurry up and play it oh, so we yeah. could talk about it exactly. at work. Oh my god! Um, yeah, it, it it would just be like 
what does this mean? You believe this happened? <laughs> what did you what do? Did what you you do? Oh. Yeah, is everything the same? And then, sure, at the end, it was all pretty much the same. Right. But, but still. Yeah, um, it's, it's, oh, man. I, it's, however, game of the year that year, yeah. it, I, oh, man, that's tough. <laughs> it's either Walking Dead, but Journey really grabbed me. It did. And there was a moment playing that game where some guy that I didn't know was a real person jumped in, and we were helping each other. Never talked to him again. Never. But for that time period, it was like, without a word, we're on the same team. We were helping each other. It was just something about that. Oh. And the way that ended, it was just, it was so well done. But Magic, man, man. How do you not go with Walking Dead that year? That first season was just money. Yeah, it, it really was. I mean, that that was definitely my choice. And it was hard to choose it over Mass Effect because, like I said, I did love Mass Effect. But just the way the story was told and how it was. And, yeah, like the, the stuff surrounding it, like you said, running to you every every time an episode came and discussing and talking about it. and Yeah, I have to go with that because of that alone. And like I said, I know people say, oh, it was the same story. But, like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like, it was I don't, a good story. I don't, yeah, yeah exactly. A good story. Like, I don't care if you had the same I don't one need them to go five different ways so I can yeah. replay it and have like five different okay stories like tell the story you want to tell but they still had that illusion of giving us a choice and it worked it was fun yeah you know That's greg miller greg miller says always gives a great comparison where it's kind of like a coloring book sort of where like the story is the same and the picture is the same but you color it in as like you are so like you're still getting the same story and it kind of like comes back to where it is but you still get to put your own emotion in it which is you know why i love a mass effect type game but it just Man, it did it so well. But I still haven't finished the last season of Walking Dead. I haven't either. I, know, I need to do that. <laughs> I, I do too. I forgot all about it until you just said that. Even talking about this, I, know. I didn't know. <laughs> I know. I need to Jesus. jump back into that, but uh, it's so funny. I love FTL. FTL is a great game. We actually recorded that. If you go on our YouTube channel, I think there's... Is it on there? Yeah, there's like a video of us playing FTL, which is pretty funny. Oh, man. But Unfinished Swan was... I'll never forget the standing in a white room and just throwing paint and like running through things and things. It was just such a cool little mechanic and... Journey it's, was great. There, there were so many like innovations in that in 2012. It was it's, really it's cool. Cool, except after a while, I couldn't do it without going skeet skeet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's also true. Oh my god. Yeah, but it's uh, that, that was a good year. 2013. Oh man, 2013. <laughs> this has got some toughies. 2013. Oh, Journey was IGN's of 2012. 2013. The nominees are The Last of Us. Grand Theft Auto V, Bioshock Infinite, The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds, Tomb Raider, Gone Home, Dota 2, Super Mario 3D World, Tearaway, and Device 6. I don't even know what Device 6 is. It was like that mobile game. It's like a visual story. Get the fuck off the list. (laughs) What? Mobile games. For the win. (laughs) I've actually, I've never ever played it, but I've heard a lot of people freaking love that game. I, I yeah I didn't even know what it was so I'll check it out. It's Man, cool. what a year! Last of That's Us, a... GTA, Bioshock, <laughs> New Zelda. Well, it's kind of a remake, but still, it was really good. New Tomb Raider, which I loved. I loved the reboot of Tomb Raider. I thought that was so much fun. Gone Home, obviously, like one of the one of the best indie games of the decade. Super Mario 3D World, a super underrated game that needs to come back on the Switch. But man, I don't know, man. I think it's hard to beat The Last of Us. I think. That is obviously a game of the decade, and I, I still there's still to this day that opening is one of the greatest openings in probably media even <laughs> like a video game opening. Wait, which one? Last oh, of Last Us. of Us. Like that opening, I will like my jaw is just I can't believe what they did, where they went. I'm just like, man, and the punches didn't stop at the beginning either. No, no, I don't. I, man, any of those top three. 
yeah. Last of Us, Grand Theft Auto Five, and I never Bioshock beat GTA Five. I really I enjoyed it, but it it didn't you know keep my interest all that much. But it's amazing that that game still. What I think we did a new story a few weeks ago where it like sold five million copies like in a few months this year. It's like, I mean, that is just insane how much money these people are making from it. I'd have to go with The Last of Us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. Bioshock's I would, a close second, and GTA's third for me. Yeah, Bioshock Infinite still has one of my favorite openings too, where you're walking <sighs> through the church and there's all the stuff and what some of the stuff at the ending. Jesus, there, there, yeah, there's some. Yeah, yeah, I was jaw dropped, but I was at the end of Last of Us too. Oh yeah, when for sure. uh, some tough decisions are made, and then um, that last conversation, you're just like, wow. Yeah. And now we're getting Last of Us um, two next year. Crazy. Yeah. But Bioshock, when they bust through that cloud, when you're shooting up, and it's like in three, two, one, hallelujah, and you just <laughs> poof, it goes silent. Oh you're yeah, just above the clouds, and man, yeah, that. it's it's uh man, what a good year that was. I loved Link Between Worlds too on 3DS. It was kind of like Link's Awakening or not Link's Awakening, uh, Link to the Past game. It was just it was fun to jump back in that world, and was so good once again having it on a mobile system, 3DS and stuff. And there's there's so much good stuff. Dota 2, still haven't really played those games. Can't nope. get into the mobile life. Nah, me either. <laughs> Bill, why don't you read 2014 for us? Last of Us was the winner of 2013, by the way. <clears throat> yes, The Last of Us was the winner. We chose it. Yes, we did. 2014's list of top games include Child of Light, Shovel Knight, Hearthstone, Dragon Age Inquisition, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U, Transistor, South Park, The Stick of Truth, Sunset Overdrive, and Bayonetta 2. Another pretty good year. Pretty good. And uh, uh, there's one clear winner for me. And I already know what it is. What do you think it is? It's Middle Earth. Yeah. I was going to say, some people might think that it's uh, Super Smash Bros. Because I love those Nintendo things. But Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor was one of the most fun games I've ever had. I got the Platinum Trophy in it because I could not get enough of that game. And the Nemesis system, which I am still shocked that other companies haven't really, like, aped from it. Like, I, I'm so surprised because that system was so great where if you got killed by an enemy or something happened, they would keep coming back. So you started learning them and planning things out. And the combat was, like, a mix between Batman and Assassin's Creed and all this stuff. And once again, just living in a Lord of the Rings world and having all that kind of stuff happen. I could not get enough of that game. And... Unfortunately, Shadow of War didn't quite do it for me. I couldn't really get back to it. It was kind of like the Fallout 3 problem, where I, or Fallout 3 to Fallout 4 problem, where I just played so much of Fallout 3 that Fallout 4 just wasn't all that much different, so it didn't really catch me. But Shadow of Mordor is one of the best games of this decade and one of my probably most fun games I've ever played. It's so good. Did you jump to Fallout 4? Because that's in the next year. No, I was saying it was kind of like... The jump from, from because <laughs> I was reading that, yeah. I was, I was no. looking ahead. I yeah. got caught looking ahead. No, the, for the the jump from Shadow of Mortar to Shadow of War was kind of like my jump from Fallout Three to Fallout Four, where I gotcha. didn't really jump on the sequel as much as I loved the, the yeah. original one. Man, I'll tell you what, for that year, I'd have to go in a strange twist. I would have to go with Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U. Wow, thank you, because that's what I wanted to choose too. Yeah, um, yeah. Dragon Age didn't pull me in. It did I love the first two. I could not get into it. Yeah, it, it just didn't. It, I just wasn't into it at all. I tried. I bought it. Yeah, like day one. Same here. I Bioware is one of my favorite companies, and it's. It was. I'm very sad that I didn't quite get into it because I know people love that game. And oh yeah. There's you know say such great things. IGN gave it the game of the year that year. Um, I also have to give a shout out to Shovel Knight, not the uh, main game, but Specter of Torment, which is one of my favorite games of the decade. 
It's, you know, one of the free expansions that came out with it. And I still think it's one of the best 2D platformers out there. And if you haven't played it, you need to because it is so freaking good. Do it. Play it right now. Yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, that was a good year. So I, the South Park game, I can't believe that actually came out and did all that stuff. It's just so funny. <laughs> I, I I would put that up there just because it was like we got a South Park game and it was actually fun and it was honestly funny. Yeah. And it, was, it really felt like the show. and For and, sure. And so, yeah, I would put that up there too. Yeah, lots of good games there. Well, Bill, we're at 2015. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Never heard of it. <laughs> Bloodborne. Fallout 4. Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, Ori in the Blind Forest. Have What's you heard of that one? Weird little indie. Yeah, I've never heard of uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. Never. No. Pillars of Eternity, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Super Mario Maker, and Tales from the Borderlands. Gee, I wonder what Adam's <laughs> gonna pick. <laughs> Let's keep people in suspense. What are you thinking, Bill? <laughs> um, There's so much suspense. Ori is fantastic. Fallout Four shouldn't be on this list. <laughs> Bloodborne is probably one of the greatest games I'll never play. Hey, man. Um, Metal Gear Solid Five is another top-notch, but I have to go with The Witcher. Yeah. Well, not story, action, gameplay. I mean, all of it combined, it's... I haven't beat it. I'm still early on. I'm not going to lie. I've restarted it on different systems. <laughs> I've, uh, have you got on the Switch yet? You haven't gotten it, have you? No. Yeah. No, because I don't want to restart again. Yeah, I don't blame you. I actually got farther. I'm, God, I'm playing on the save. PS4. Yeah. Um, so, I will continue, and it might be my game of 2020 <laughs> if I play go. my cards right. It's but such yeah. a massive game; it's amazing. Yeah. And now for the surprise pick from Adam. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I Fallout 4, like I said, didn't quite live up to what I was hoping for. Bloodborne was the first Souls game that I fully like played and got into, and actually beat. And I'm very proud of that fact to this day. And is one of the best games of this decade, hands down. Unbelievable! So much fun some of the best moments I've ever had in gaming ever when I beat some of those bosses and I think I had reenacted these in prior shows but it would be like 11 or 12 at night and I've been facing this boss for like two hours and Betsy would be sleeping in the room right next to me and I'd be like yes let's go <laughs> like just pumping my fist and so happy like almost on the verge of tears because it was like losing so many times and just being so frustrating but finally learning the game I mean it Bloodborne's incredible um Super Mario Maker, got to give a shout out because that game is just so good. But Ori in the Blind Forest, man, I know it's a surprise to everyone, all our listeners out there, considering no that you know my dog is named Ori, which is a weird coincidence. Yeah, you didn't name it <laughs> The Witcher. But Ori in the Blind Forest, once again, I, I think a lot, big part of it too is it's one of those games. It was kind, it's kind of a surprise. Like we didn't really have any expectations of what it was. It's from a, you know, a smaller indie studio called Moon Studios. And it's, you know, it's a Metroidvania game. It's, you know, getting different powers and doing stuff. But that game captured my heart unlike any game I've ever played in my entire life. From the opening scene, that's kind of like The Last of Us where the opening scene is literally like a Disney movie. I mean, it's it's got that you're, you, you connect to the characters. It's a beautiful world. The music is great. You're all happy. But then tragedy just strikes and you're like, holy shisa, what <laughs> just happened? <laughs> It is brutal. I mean, you're like, my God. And then, you know, you're reborn and certain things happen. And then you're on this adventure to kind of find your way and, and bring life back to, to a, a forest that's dying. And you're learning different skills. And like I said, the whole Metroidvania thing. And one of the best parts about Ori is the save system where you can save anywhere. Because one of the biggest problems in a lot of games is checkpointing and like having to do uh, things over and over again. But in this game, one of the mechanics was you have spirit energy. And wherever you are, as long as obviously you're not in danger or anything, you can spawn a save point. 
and you'll respawn right at that point and it's instantaneous like less than a second so there's no wait time so the game gets very tough like it's not an easy game yeah like this you know ginso tree and like there's a lot of tough battles where you have to like really (coughs) play with all the mechanics but it's made so much better because you're right back in the action. It's not like, you know, in Bloodborne when you died when it first came out, you literally had to wait like three or four minutes. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, games like that where you have to redo annoying parts, you know, you have to watch certain cutscenes over again. It's, See, I can't it's do awful. that. I just awful. don't have time to yeah. invest into doing that. So, yeah, I usually bail on those. Exactly. But, yeah, Ori is – the gameplay is so precise. It's so good. The story is great. The music by Gareth Coker I still listen to to this day, and it gives me chills and brings tears to my eyes and – like I said, I named my freaking dog after this game because it is just, it's one of definitely my games of the decade, definitely one of my games of all time, and it is one of the most beautiful and amazing games I've ever played, and yeah, I know it's a surprise to everybody out there, but that is my game of the year and one of my games of the decade. See, I named my dog Chili because who doesn't like a good Chili dog? <laughs> exactly. Even though he's really hey, the Night King. Yeah, he is the Night King. But yeah, Ori is amazing. It's also <laughs> on Switch now, which is a perfect place for it, so play it. And get ready for Ori and the Will of the Wisps on March 11th, 2020. 2016 is going to be the one that breaks me. Oh, man. So why don't you read it? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) 2016. I can only choose one, and it's already killing me. The nominees are Overwatch, Inside, Uncharted 4, Civilization 6, Darkest Dungeon, Dishonored 2, Forza Horizon 3, Pokemon Sun and Moon, Stardew Valley, Titanfall 2, The Witness, and XCOM 2. Man, what a freaking year, too. <laughs> Let me start by saying how great this entire list is yeah, really? for this year. I My mean, God. seriously, Jesus. Talk about some hitters, man. Yeah, it's um, crazy. Forza was fantastic. Forza Horizon 2. Oh, man, so good. Dishonored 2 is great. I haven't even played it yet. I have it, <laughs> but it looks great. Stardew I know, Valley. I haven't played it either yet, too. Oh, God. I mean, Stardew Valley's huge. Titanfall 2, underrated as hell. Well, that was great. The Witness, I was terrible at it. It made me realize how stupid I am. Oh, my God. XCOM 2 is very difficult, but Didn't Jack great. just beat that game? Yes. That you guys were talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so proud of him because that is no joke. I mean, right off the bat, you're just like, oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Darkest Dungeon was difficult, but good. <laughs> but from, you know, Uncharted 4? But so, it comes down to two for me. Yeah. Inside and Civ 6. My game of the year for 2016. <laughs> Drum roll, please inside oh my god the I've underdog sp- i've spent more time with civ 6 and but the reason i go with inside is this if civ 6 didn't exist i would still be playing the shit out of civ 5 fair point and that's the reason inside came out as something completely different something that absolutely blew my mind and my biggest memory of this is playing this through with the wife who was just as invested oh, yeah. and just as that definitely makes a difference i mean the creepy girl in the water i mean that shit is so tense and it's again you're just getting by away by the skin of your teeth and sick in certain sections and it's so well done i can't believe i picked a game over civ 6 <laughs> that i have over a thousand hours in Crazy. But, um again the deciding factor was if it didn't exist play yeah. civ 5 so it's a great point so yeah i inside. still need that their next game to come out the space moon thing oh, whatever it is it's oh. gotta be this year i know i, I keep telling so. myself like it's God, about four so. it's been about four years now or it will have been yeah it's got to be coming I can't soon. Wait. It's going to be so good. And they've kept it so quiet. Just a few little screenshots. Yeah, it's uh 
I'm excited. Uh, yeah, Overwatch, which was IGN's game of the year, is it is I fell super hard into that game. Really loved it. Um, multiplayer games are never my super strong forte, but Overwatch was a ton of fun. Zenyatta for the win. Um, for me, it comes down to a couple. Uncharted Four almost was that was my game of the year, and I loved what it did. I loved the certain moments from the Crash Bandicoot to the ending to yeah. the, to the, the epilogue. Crash Bandicoot to, was great. So good, like just the quiet moments in Uncharted were so good, especially building upon the past games. And I mean, there were a few few story moments that you know lasted a bit too long. And I never really loved the gameplay of Uncharted, like the gunplay and certain things, and just mowing down all, all these people, like. There were certain parts where I'm just like, I wish I, it was more of just the story of the characters and certain things. And some, after a while I was getting a little tired with some of the, the gunfights and stuff, but the moments in the stories in Uncharted 4, I thought it was such a beautiful end to their, to that whole saga and was such a special game. But for me that year, Pokemon Sun and Moon was my game of the year because I, the past, before Pokemon Sun and Moon, I hadn't really beaten a Pokemon. Like, I always get the Pokemons and love them, but I kind of fall off after a while. But something about Pokemon Sun and Moon just captured me. And it was, you know, obviously it's not full 3D, but it really felt like kind of a 3D world. It felt like an upgrade. And there was just something about the story. They, they you know, they changed up the gyms where there were more challenges before you had to actually fight the gym leader. Mimikyu was in the game, which is a, a little monster ghost creature that's dressed up like a Pikachu because it wants to be Pikachu and it's really creepy and it's really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. And it was, it just. I hate to break it to you, but a lot of them are a little creepy. <laughs> I know there are a lot of a lot of them are a little creepy, but it just I don't know. It captured my imagination again, and I beat it. And I haven't completed the Pokedex yet, but I'm I'm, I'm still working on it slowly but surely. But I don't know. I just I love that game so much, and it was it was just such a nice surprise to fall fully and deeply in love with a Pokemon game again after you know because that's the biggest problem with Pokemon is they're really like the same a lot of times where it just seems like new, it. yeah new new monsters new Pokemon, but something about this game just just captured my interest. So I was very happy about that. So yeah. It was good. Now, 2017, that year is freaking special because it what? was the year that my my best friend and future wife, uh, those sirens are on our end. Made that big bang. Was yeah. <laughs> they don't even know about that. We oh, cut yeah. it out. We cut that out. Oh, yeah, there sorry. was a big bang at Bill's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take that as you will. I'm not there, so I, I can't take no credit for this. <laughs> oh, I love it. My neighbor texted saying she heard a big bang, and so I... Uh, after a couple jokes, I uh, found out that it wasn't at our place. So <laughs> Very interesting. So stay tuned. I just assumed Big it Bang was Carpet. our furnace or our hot water yeah, tank yeah, right? just exploded again. <laughs> that would just be wonderful. But yeah, 2017 was the year that the Nintendo Switch graced our lives. And it's a year that my life changed forever because probably my favorite console of all time was brought into my life. And not only did it give us The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but it also gave us Super Mario Odyssey. What a freaking year for Nintendo, let me tell you. Um, Routing out the nominees are Cuphead, Destiny 2, Divinity Original Sin 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, Nier Automata, Persona 5, PUBG, and Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. And hot damn, what a year that was. (laughs) Some good ones. Man, I mean, I've said it before, the game that I wish I could forget, but Breath of the Wild, no question, hands down, and you've already heard my spiel of why that game is, is, once again, one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I would like to give a shout out to Super Mario Odyssey, which I loved. Didn't quite reach the hopes, like the greatest games of all time as I was hoping, but I really just once again fell in love with that game, got all the secrets and everything. I'm still so freaking surprised they never released any DLC for it. I thought for sure we were going to get like a Super Mario Sunshine level or like something, but that game is just pure fun and was so much, so much fun. Destiny 2 
one of my favorite games of the decade, probably one of my favorite games of all time. Got a, the platinum in it, completing that first raid, like literally spending probably eight or nine hours one night, finishing at like four in the morning with complete strangers. And we became like best friends for that night. And just getting through all the challenges was unlike anything I've ever played and just loved it so much. And uh, yeah, Nier Automata, I'm playing through right now. So I'll give you my thoughts later. <laughs> well, I know if Adrian was here, he would pick... Um Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm Which sure. I still haven't beaten. And oh. I have to go with the little God. indie cuphead on this one. Wow. Another incredible game that's getting DLC next year, too. Um, I'm terrible at it. I haven't got that far in it. Did you play it on your Tesla? No. <laughs> no. No, I got kicked out of the Tesla <laughs> for it not being mine. Um, <laughs> Don't you hate that? Yeah, every time. Every time I go to Easton. Unbelievable. Um, no, it's it's so well done, just the fact that it's all hand-drawn animation. Oh, gorgeous. But it's hard to, to really. I mean, Legend of Zelda, obviously, Horizon, obviously, big kick-ass games. PUBG took the world by storm, man. We had fun playing like two games together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wolfenstein too. I loved nothing better than killing some Nazis. But yeah, yeah, I mean, near P- Persona Five, people love. I still haven't. I'm still holding out hope it's coming out on the Switch, <laughs> even though it doesn't really seem like that it's gonna happen. But <laughs> it's gonna happen. I know the Switch Pro. Oh man, I would love it. But yeah, near some people say is one of their favorite games of all time. I'm slowly but surely getting through that, but. Man, what a year. Divinity is another game. It was supposed to be one of the best RPGs ever, but still haven't really been able to get into that one. But yeah. Nope. Breath of the Wild. Any other thoughts on 2017? Uh, no. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because my actual game of the year is not even on that list. Oh, what is it? Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh. How is it not even on that list? Yeah, that's, that is actually kind of surprising. Origins was great. It was, it was a total... It was it your. Was a, it that's was something the, you've been wishing for, for for years. And it was a huge jump gameplay wise. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just. Yeah, it should be on that list, and uh, IGN missed. <laughs> Screw you, IGN. So if I have to go by what's on the list, I'd say Cuphead. But if I want to be honest, say Assassin's Great Creed story Origins too. Yeah. Oh, fantastic story. Yeah, it was awesome. Twenty eighteen. Little Very game. Good. Well, Bill, you read it because you know this is this is your year. Boy. <laughs> Boy. God of War. Red Dead Redemption 2. Horse balls. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> Greek balls. No balls on the horses. <laughs> Astrobot Rescue Mission. Celeste. Dead Cells. Forza Horizon 4. Marvel Spider-Man. Monster Hunter World. And apparently every other fucking game in the world. <laughs> Return of Obra Return of the Obra Din. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and Tetris Effect. Basically, everything released in 2018 <laughs> was on IGN's Game of the Year list. Hey, you got to cast a wide net. You know what I'm saying? This is a tough year. It is tough. I mean, obviously, for most, especially outlets, it came down between God of War and Red Dead Redemption 2. I know I, we've, we've shared our thoughts about Red Dead Redemption 2 about not quite. I mean, it's just the game is incredible. It's a, it is a piece of art, but playing it is just a little too tedious. It's like a little... It's, they go a little too far with making you like feeling you're actually living in the 1800s or early 1900s, and it's, yeah, like, it's like I got a job. Yeah, exactly. you know? <laughs> I, I just, I mean, it's it's an incredible world what they've done, what the AI does, what happens when you're out in the wild, and I mean the story's great, the characters, but it just I don't know. It, it, I I've tried so many times to get back into it, and I hope one day I I finally make it through, but I just I couldn't I couldn't do it. And I know I told the story before about how like the first mission. When you're out, I was on like a wagon with my team and I would like go four feet <laughs> away from the mission and I would fail and have to do everything over again. And I'm like, That's I don't terrible. have time for this. 
God, it's just like the freedom. Like there's so much freedom in that game. But like when you're on a mission and certain things, there's like no freedom. And it's like, right. It's kind of at odds with it. But yeah, I agree with that completely. But yeah, did you like God of War? I, I, don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what. I mean, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is great. Astrobot Rescue Mission is fantastic oh, so on PSVR. Once again, another one that came out of nowhere. Marvel Spider-Man, solid, but, you know, Forza 4, fantastic. I mean, all of these, Monster Hunter World. I'll tell you what, Return of the Obra Dinn, that makes me want to play it even more. Oh, yeah, it's because, supposed to be incredible. Um, I've heard it's great. And it's got it just it's kind of odd and it's got a weird vibe yeah. to it the way it looks definitely I might have to check it out when it's on sale or something I'm hoping it's coming it out on the Switch Game Pass it is out on the Switch I think isn't oh it? or is be. it maybe it's coming it might soon. be out yeah I forget but if I got to pick one I mean it's clearly God of War it's <laughs> God of game. War what a game That's boy a lot of great competition but nothing touched God of War for me that year yeah I mean it's. What they did to Kratos were, so, I mean, so many people hated Kratos. Never wanted to play with him again. He was one note. He's so angry. Nobody cares, blah, blah, blah. But what they did to make him such a relatable character and a father, not being able to connect with his son and going on a journey, to, you know, to bury their mother and, and her ashes and just the way they told the story and, and how personal it was. I mean, it, and obviously the, the axe, throwing it and returning it was one of the most oh, it still feels greatest great. feelings in gaming. I mean, it's... What they did with that game is something amazing. And also, what they set up for the future, which I am super freaking excited about, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. I mean, yeah, mine, mine's very much between God of War and Smash Brothers Ultimate because Ultimate was the ultimate fan service and it's just so much fun. But, yeah, it's uh, I'd probably have to go with God of War as much as that hurts, but it's by maybe 0.5%. <laughs> but I also do have to shout out Monster Hunter World because... That was the first Monster Hunter that I finally got into. And Bill almost spilled coffee everywhere, but luckily it, it was empty. empty. <laughs> Let's listen, kids, drink your coffee. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but Monster Hunter World is so much fun. It, it gave me a similar feeling to Bloodborne when you take down an enemy. And it wasn't you know quite as difficult, but how gratifying it was. And me mastering the charge blade, which I would like strike things with my sword and then connect my sword and shield and do some massive attack. And it's just oh so good. So much fun. I, I love, I cannot say enough good things about that game. And yeah, Force Horizon 4 was is absolutely amazing. So oh, much fun. Sure. Spider-Man, it really kind of brought back what that Spider-Man 2 feeling we all felt back in the day was. I mean, oh man, so many good games. Tetris Effect was great. Yeah, oh yeah, so good. Especially in VR. Did you ever play it in VR? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, I need to go back to it. Yeah, it's another really cool thing. So yeah, it's uh. Man, it was that was another good year. Now, <laughs> so what was your final pick? I'd say God of War. I would yeah, have to say, yeah, me too. Especially sure. you know, yeah. There's a, a lot of personal reasons. I know we talked about this a little before, but yep. it was also shortly after I lost my father. So there was a lot of connections to that game, and it, yeah, the ending broke me a little bit. <laughs> I, I thought about you a lot when I played that game, actually. Yeah, but so. it's it's that is a special special freaking game. Now, this is kind of a preview for next week because we're not going to reveal what our game of the year is. I think you've already kind of said. <laughs> yeah, what you're said it <laughs> loud and proud, brother. But yeah, but yeah, um, plus, do you notice that each year the list gets longer? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, do, I did notice that. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know, like, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, it's nice, especially if you're a developer and you get a game of the year nod from IGN. Like, that's a pretty cool feeling. So oh, for sure. I'm okay with it. But yeah, the nominees for 2019. Our Control, which was IGN's Game of the Year, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Slay the Spire, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Game Awards winner, 
Outer Wilds, Fire Emblem Three Houses, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Disco Elysium, The Outer Worlds, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and Death Stranding. So think about those, my friends, because <laughs> next week we are going to be going through 2019 and talking about all the greatest games from this year, which, man, 2019 is great, and there's a lot of good games in here, but spoiler warning. 2020 is going to knock our socks off. Yep. <laughs> New systems in the first half of the year. Final Fantasy 7 Re- oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. So yeah, that's that's our little run through of the decade. That's That was a pretty good decade. We had some pretty cool games in this past 10 years. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Makes me want to go back and start playing a bunch of them. I know. But yeah, we had, uh, we had two uh, emails writing in and we had one from, do you want to read Sam or Adrian? What yeah, I'll read Sam. All right, since it's shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I mean, my voice, I don't know what's going yeah. on, man. So, yeah, why don't um, you read our email from Sam, which you can write in as well at podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Once again, that is podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Sam writes, hey, all, I thought I'd write in with my top 10 games of the 2010s. I'd love to hear yours. Thanks for everything and a happy new year. Well, thanks, Sam. Um, love you, Sam. Happy new year. His list is... I don't know if it's in a particular order, but I'll read them in the order he's got them. Yeah, I would assume it's one to ten. Kind of looks one like one is Overwatch. Great choice. Two, Disco Elysium. I need to which play this. I want to play this too. <laughs> I can very I, much. No, people cannot stop talking about this game. Yeah, it's definitely on my radar for sure. Three, The Last of Us. Um, awesome. Four, The Witcher: Wild Hunt. So seems like it might be a good one. Awesome. Uh, five, Portal Two. Fantastic. Six, Bloodborne. God bless you for being able to get through it. <laughs> Seven, Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, horse balls. <laughs> Eight God of War. Nine Marvel Spider Man. And ten Rainbow Six Siege. All good games. It's another game Solid that didn't make list. the uh, game of the year list, but man, what Ubisoft has done with Siege. I mean that game is huge. It's crazy. But yeah, that's that's a great list, Sam. That is a good list. I, I um I'm assuming he's probably like super pro Overwatch player, probably has thousands of hours in that game to make it number one, but I'm happy. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Overwatch too. See what you think about it, but yeah, Disco Elysium. That's a, that's impressive that that's made your list of the top ten of the decade so far. That's and that game just came Seriously, out. So I was that, that must say be something too. special there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely looking solid. Well, yeah, Sam, thank you so much for writing in. We appreciate that. And then our dear friend Adrian, who, assuming everything goes well technically next week, will be back on the show, and I'm so Yay. excited. He says, "What's up, my favorite Ohioans? I miss you three. Sorry, Jack." I have wanted to write in and share my thoughts and opinions on so many things, but I also wanted to save stuff for my inevitable return to the show, which is hopefully next week. Well, it took longer than I was expecting for our schedules to line up, but I'm excited to announce to listeners that starting in the new year, I'm hoping to be back as a regular on the show, or at least as long as the guys will let me be on. Can't wait to be a part of this train wreck again. You're fired. (laughs) You did not last very long, my friend. (laughs) But for now, it's time to turn to the past and reflect on the past decade in video games and entertainment and what a decade it was. Instead of trying to rank the top 10 games of the decade, unless that's what you guys are doing, and I completely misunderstood the assignment. No, you're, you're <laughs> right. You're right. Here are some of my favorite games from 2010 to 2019 in no particular order. Bioshock Infinite, The Last of Us, Marvel Spider-Man, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Destiny 2, Black Ops 1, 2, and 3. I always find that fascinating. Call of Duty's never make game of the year list. It's funny. And they're like the biggest games ever. Huh. Firewatch. Oh, dude. Firewatch. I forgot about Firewatch. That was, yeah. Plus, I can't even make a fire crotch joke now because it's too late. Yeah, I know. It's too uh, sad. I would say Firewatch is probably one of my favorite games of the decade. That is a special, special game. That and um, oh, what's the other? What's the after party game? The one before it? 
Oh, uh, Oxenfree. Oxenfree, yeah. Those two games. Fantastic. Similar, too. kind of similar sort of games. I mean, obviously they look a lot different, but they're kind of the story-based walking simulator-esque type games. But man, so good. Such good music. And I'm so sad that uh, Campo Santo, that was working on In the Valley of the Gods, they're with Valve, which is awesome that they're working on Half-Life. I mean, what an assignment, but yeah, but looks like In the Valley of the Gods is delayed, or who knows if that'll ever come out. <sighs> I was so excited to see what that was going to be. Me too, because you know I like my Ancient Egypt. I know. And that reveal trailer was, like, yeah. freaking impressive. Yeah. Fortnite, Rocket League, Division 2, Far Cry 5, and State of Decay 2. Great That's list, That's a dude. solid list. I'm sure I'm missing others that I absolutely love, but if they haven't jumped out at me while making this last minute before the show then do they really deserve to be on the list at all? Fair point. But there's also a lot of freaking games. You know there's one right now <laughs> yeah, that's going to be like, son oh, of a bitch. God dang it, I forgot about it. Ian, I made the comment about they don't deserve it, but this deserves <laughs> it. Yeah, really. <laughs> As for favorite movies of the past decade, half of my list would be Marvel movies. So I'm going to highlight the non-MCU movies of the past decade that I love. And yeah, we might jump into this a little more next week and get our, some of our thoughts. But Interstellar, Inception, which is one of my favorite movies of all freaking time. Snowpiercer, The Dark Knight Rises, which might be a controversial choice to some people. Yeah, I would. Get Out, Hereditary, Knives Out, Booksmart, and Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. All great movies. Um, Oh, yeah. You have thoughts? Oh, sorry. No, finish. Can't wait to be back on the show in the future. And thank you, listeners, for supporting these guys. These three guys are all fantastic, and I'm happy to call them my friends. Love, Adrian. Love you, man. Love you, you. bro. Dark Knight rises over uh, Dark Knight. Interesting. Very interesting. Now we know who's Gotham's reckoning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, I mean, I can't wait for Tenant in 2020. I was just whatever. gonna. I was gonna say, what do you think of the? That <laughs> I haven't watched the looks... trailer yet. Actually, you haven't. I'm debating whether I want to watch it or try to go in fresh to that movie. I like go back and forth because I'm sure the trailer's amazing. But it is, but it it's more it's leaves more questions. It's a, you're not getting answers out of. Yeah, the trailer. I'm sure. I, I, so it, it's. Yeah. Oh man, it made me want to see it so bad. Yeah, Inception is that <laughs> is a special freaking movie. See, I he hasn't watched Adrian hasn't watched Midsummer yet, and I keep bugging him about it. Oh yeah, because there's so many like hidden. Especially now that Hereditary made his list. Yeah, because he's he said it was easier where he was before, but being by himself in this other place is that it's scary. Oh yeah, Midsummer's <laughs> not as scary as Hereditary. It's yeah. not. It's a whole different vibe. But there's so many hidden things that you can't talk about till after you've seen it. I mean things that when you go back a second time and see it you're gonna be like holy <laughs> shit how did i not see that yeah. um i need to get the courage to watch this movie don't i but uh but it's not scary it's disturbing but it's not scary yeah um, just messed up i actually watched the original 70s wicker man and there's a lot of similarities there but man that's like got some hokey shit <laughs> my god some of the music oh, this geez. like 70s folk music yeah. is so bad oh god and uh but towards the end it gets really disturbing and I'm just like, it's kind of has that vibe. But uh, Knives Out, I want to see. Right I know. There. I've heard such good things about it. Ryan Johnson, Last Jedi. I watched Ready or Not uh, recently. That was fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's, uh, wow, great ending. Great ending. Yeah. And uh, I think he's got a good list. Yeah, I, exception, I want to go back and see again. It's been too long. Oh, dude, like, it's so good. So freaking good. That ending, too. I loved it. Loved it. The spinning top. What is happening? But yeah, that's a uh, that's I think the end of our decade look back show. We'll continue this conversation next week a little bit once we got the full crew. Maybe talk about things we forgot. Maybe a little more movies or shows, stuff like that. Oh, speaking of shows, so yeah, I finished Breaking Bad and I'm watching Better Call Saul now. 
And Better Call Saul is freaking fantastic. Super good. I've not watched it. Have you watched Breaking Bad? I forget. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You should really watch Better Call Saul because it fills in a lot of gaps from Breaking Bad so far. Really? And there's more Mike Ehrmantraut, which is probably it's, one of my favorite characters on television. He's fantastic. Like, in the that way – I don't understand how someone can look at you with that much intensity and also just, like, not give a F about the world. I can just you, love can that Can you imagine being so his much. kid, like, and, oh and, and you got in trouble and yeah, you got to oh, tell dude. him? <laughs> You're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, but you should – so this is – what I'm very – what I love about Better Call Saul – so Breaking Bad is obviously, I, I think, the better show because it's just like one of the best shows ever in the way it's made and everything. But my biggest problem with Breaking Bad is like I really kind of hate Walt. Like he really turns into just this evil, like irredeemable character. And obviously the end, it kind of comes back a little bit where he redeems himself a little bit. But there's something about that where there's something about Walt, especially the way he acts, where it's just like he, you think he's a good guy, but he's a really not a good guy. But what's interesting about Saul is he's a bad guy, but like he has this like moral code that he kind of sticks to, which and especially when you see in Better Call Saul, he has a lot of opportunities where like life could have went so many different ways. But shit keeps happening that like keeps putting him back on track Mm -hmm. to like being a bad person and becoming the Saul we know in the show. It's just it's fascinating. It's so good. And like I said, it's if I I definitely recommend watching Breaking Bad before you watch Better Call Saul. But there's a lot of really cool callbacks and learning stories of stuff you heard from Breaking Bad and characters coming back. It's I'm loving it so much. My wife bailed on Breaking Bad towards the end of season one. Oh, really? And I'm like, you jumped ship (laughs) right at the wrong time. Yep, I know, man. It's so good. So good. Yeah, it's it's amazing. But yeah, that's uh, that is the end of our show. Thank you all so much for writing in. If you want to be a part of the 2020 predictions bonanza game of the year, so maybe more look back, the return of all the crew together, which I'm so excited for, be sure to send an email to podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Once again, that is podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at Adam Bankhurst. You can follow Bill. At don't ever punch baby Yoda. <laughs> Please. Oh, God. Too soon. At, at the Smoothzilla. You can follow Jack at jack whittington you can follow adrian at classic quiche 94 and we really just want to thank you all so much for being a part of the gamers advocate family for this past decade i know we took a little hiatus but you know it was it was an incredible year i think for all of us and for the gaming world and beyond and i'm excited to see what 2020 brings it's it's exciting times there's a lot of terrible things going on but there's a lot of really cool stuff to look forward to so for sure i'm gonna hold on to that (laughs) <laughs> absolutely yeah and hope everybody had a good safe holidays Definitely. and still are continuing to yeah. enjoy themselves yeah go bucks go browns go cowboys hope you, everyone has yeah, just an incredible new year's a safe well, new year's gotta, i was trying to have happy holidays and you gotta bring up the cowboys <laughs> i'm trying to hope man hope man. is what we have to hold on to they don't even deserve it <laughs> oh god so sad it yeah it's me gonna cry it's okay we got 2020 new beginnings probably new coaches for both of us yeah probably hopefully come on man god ridiculous but anywho thank you all so much any final thoughts billy are you good to go i'm excited for next week to have you guys here because you know have a little something for both of you yeah so, uh, oh i also want to give a shout out to zabe who yes yeah we're, we are so sorry we saw Dude. a message too late that you wanted to come on and we were thinking about something but our schedules have just been so crazy this this holiday season but we are definitely going to have you on 
in the in the near future. So we we want to give you a shout out and say we really appreciate it. And we want you on there. It's just this holiday has been absolutely insane. So no, we love you, and we'll get you on here soon, buddy. Uh, one last thing, because I got a tweet from as you did too from Shaik. <laughs> oh, Shaik, we love you, dude. Um, oh wait, that's not even the one I thought. He said another one because he. Uh, <laughs> He said, at uh, East Mozilla. So basically, because you talk like it's the best thing that has happened to you, I bought Civ 6 for PC and I don't get it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm playing it, but I really don't know what I'm doing. The tutorial's crap, and you should do a video explanation. Yes, for you should do that. Become a Civ <laughs> expert. <laughs> oh, God. Um, here's the quick advice play on a really easy skill level first to learn the basics. Definitely turn the tutorial on. It'll help with a few things. But putting it on an easier level, you'll learn stuff quicker. And then as you go, but start building it up. But, man, a tutorial video. For <laughs> you, Civ, that would be so funny. And I'll be like, and here's this guy. Fuck that guy. Kill him. Uh, he's cool. Uh, kill Nuke Sweden. Just, I'm telling you, man, the look, if you're new to the Gamers Advocate family, go on our YouTube and look at, like, some of our Far Cry videos and things that we did. Oh, shit, I they forgot about those. Hilarious. That's why I wish we could. We had more time to do some of that stuff because Bill is too, a man. joy, a treasure to this world. But who I'm, knows? We'll see. I know. I feel like I, I enjoy playing games with people and I have fun. Just as long as I'm not playing with people that want to take it way too right. seriously because I never do. Oh, and we're probably going to, hopefully, if we can make it work, going to be recording some type of show in Star Trek Bridge Crew VR. Because <laughs> yeah. we all got it, and now it's on Oculus Quest. I'm so excited. So hopefully 2020 will bring some fun stuff. I'm excited. And also, yeah, like I said, we have a new mixer coming and new things, and we're going to be able to get some more guests on. So if you know anybody you want to be on the show, let them know. Or if you want to be on the show, reach out to us, and we'll try to make some fun stuff happen in this new year and really try to take Gamers Advocate to a new level because yes. it would be fun. Man, let's all just quit our jobs. Oh, I wish. And we'll do Let's Plays. Yes. And put them on YouTube. and Make uh, millions of dollars. Yeah, let's just do that. Okay, that's pretty easy. All right, we're going to go do that right now. Bye. Have fun. <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for coming <laughs> along for the ride. We love you all so much. We hope you have the happiest and healthiest and safest holiday and new year. And we can't wait to be a part of your 2020 and just see what amazing things happens for all of us. So just know that until next time, we love you. We hope you have a great day and or night. And we will see you next decade. I'll see you next year. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>